good morning everyone it's lovely to see you all again i hope you're keeping well i wonder do you ever find yourself feeling anxious i guess some people are perhaps more susceptible uh, than others to anxiety but i guess also that most if not all of us will experience anxiety at certain times and in certain circumstances I was thinking back to a time when I certainly felt very anxious. My wife and I were hiking the Cotswold Way a few years back. That's 102 miles from Chipping Camden to Bath Abbey. And at one point, we found ourselves walking through this beautiful woodland along the top of the escarpment with the dappled sunshine finding its way gently through the treetops. And all sounds from the nearby M5 somehow filtered out. It was lovely. But in the distance, we became aware of some barking, which not only persisted in cutting through our peaceful idyll, but gradually became louder and louder. So much so that we began to look around to see where they were coming from. And for my wife, who is rather nervous of dogs, to check that their owner had them on leads. A few moments later, three Springer Spaniels came bursting out through the underground undergrowth and running towards us along the path, and there was no owner in sight. As they ran towards us, their barking took on more than a tinge of snarling, and as the pack dynamic took over, they began to encircle us, barking and snarling, and now growling. I've since consulted Dr. Google and discovered that this particular breed of dog can be linked with something known as rage syndrome, also known as sudden onset aggression or avalanche of rage syndrome. Sound terrible, don't they? And my apologies to owners of adorable springers who are no doubt perfectly well behaved and who have none of these tendencies. Anyway, as these dogs were encircling us and I'm trying desperately to calm my wife down, one of them got behind me and sank his teeth into my car well, that got my attention. I started swinging my walking pole uh, around me in a circle, doing a good impression of Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber, and eventually clocked one of the dogs on the nose. With a yelp, it decided to give up on its prey and ran back into the woods with its companions close behind. Anne and I hobbled away as fast as my bleeding leg, leg would allow, and thankfully, when it felt safe, enough to stop and inspect the wound, I found that actually it was reasonably superficial. But what a frightening experience that was. Indeed, every time we've walked through that woods since then, our anxiety levels still increase. You know, raised heart rate, sweaty palms, eyes darting everywhere, ears pricked up. And it got me wondering, for some of us, actually, this season of pandemic, uh, with its enforced lockdown and isolation, has caused us to feel some of these symptoms of anxiety. And what are we supposed to do with anxiety when it does hit us? Pretend it doesn't exist? Push it down deeper and try to ride out the storm? Chastise ourselves for feeling this way, especially as Christians? The answer to that is no, 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 no. And today's passage from Peter's letter encourages us to do three things 
with our anxiety. The first of which is to give it to God. Verse 7 reminds us, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We're encouraged to take those anxious thoughts and feelings and like a burden, we are to hand them over to God to carry for us. The word that is here translated as cast is also found in Luke chapter 19, verse 35, to describe how the people threw their coats onto the donkey upon which Jesus would then ride into Jerusalem. And in its Hebrew form in Psalm 55, verse 22, to describe how we should cast our cares on the Lord and he will sustain us. Can you see the image in your mind's eye of throwing your anxiety like a blanket perhaps over God's broad shoulders for he is certainly up to the task of carrying it for us. But why would almighty God, the sovereign Lord and creator of the universe want to carry our cares and worries? The answer, because he cares for us. Or to put it another way, God is anxious about us. Isn't that ironic? He wants to take our cares and anxiety from us because he cares and is anxious for our well-being. So it's interesting that there's a good anxiety as well as an unhelpful one. But in his anxiety for each and every one of us, in his care for us, he takes that anxiety and care upon himself and carries it for us. And in the same way that Peter here encourages us to allow God to carry these burdens for us, Jesus too invites us in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, when we're feeling weary and burdened, to allow him to be yoked with us in order to share that burden, reminding us that his yoke is comfortable and when carried together that burden becomes light. Then Peter in verse 8 goes on to warn us that anxiety isn't just a burden to be carried but is also a danger of which to be aware. For our enemy the devil will try to use our anxiety as a weapon with which to attack us. And rather like my experience with the pack of hounds, well, all right, the three spaniels, the devil prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This diabolical being, for the Greek word for devil here is diabolos, where we get our word diabolical from, is named as such because it means slanderer and false accuser. And the devil will use our anxiety to sow seeds of doubt and falsehood and accusation in our minds with the intention of undermining our faith and our hope. And that's why the second thing that Peter exhorts us to do is to be self-controlled and alert. In other words, to be clear about the dangers here and to let God protect us from it. Because, the, as it says, the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
we need to be self-controlled and alert to what the enemy will do to undermine our faith and our courage. So we're encouraged by Peter to stay alert. Recognize those words? Even the UK government are promoting this message. Stay alert. Do you remember the posters that we've been seeing? Stay alert. Control the virus. Save lives. But what does stay alert mean? Well, the government has been asked that many times. If in our context of the Bible passage that we're reading, um, we must stay alert to the devil's attack. And according to the renowned naturalist David Attenborough, uh, in our analogy here of lions hunting, it seems there are three things that lions do when they're hunting their prey. Firstly, they pick out the animals of the herd who are distracted, perhaps distracted by the grazing. Secondly, the lion will pick out those who have become detached from the herd. And thirdly, the lion will look for the ones who are perhaps the weakest and therefore be the easiest ones for them to catch. In other words, the lions will target the easiest prey. So perhaps in this analogy, there are some practical lessons for us about how to stay alert, how to be um, aware of the dangers. Firstly, to keep vigilant and aware of those dangers by not getting distracted. I wonder if we have sometimes find ourselves so busy grazing, so to speak, like the, uh, the gazelle or antelope here in the picture or the other ones, um, that actually we can be so um, unaware of the ways in which the enemy will seek to uh, attack us. Secondly, we need to stay connected to Jesus and to the church. That's easier said than done when we're isolated and at home. But there are lots of ways in which we can try to stay, uh, use the time that we have to stay connected with Jesus through the word and through our prayer time, but also to stay connected to one another, to encourage one another. And then thirdly, perhaps the lesson for us is to utilize God's strength to resist the devil. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church at Corinth, uh, quoted some words that Jesus, he believed, gave him in a vision where Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for my power is, is made perfect in weakness. So if we do feel weak and therefore anxious, actually we can call upon the Lord and he will utilize his strength. He will give us everything we need to stand firm and resist. Which is why Peter in verse 9 goes on to say, resist him, that's the devil, standing firm in the faith. Peter's words here echo the words of James in his letter when he writes, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And in his letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul encourages us to put on the armour of God including taking up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows 
which are the lies and the false accusations of the evil one. And then it brings us to the third thing that I think Peter in his letter is wanting to encourage us with. So we, we are to cast all our anxiety on God, for he cares for us. We're to be self-controlled and alert, looking out for the ways that the devil will try to undermine our faith. And then thirdly, he reminds us you're not on your own. We're not alone in suffering. He says, for many of our brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And so in verses 10 and 11 of our passage, Peter then seeks to reassure us that after we've suffered a little while, God will restore us and make us strong, firm and steadfast. It says he will do this because he is the God of all grace and because he's the God of all power and dominion. In other words, nothing is beyond God's care and nothing is above God's power to act and protect us. And therefore, in the final verse, verse 12, Peter's final exhortation is to stand firm in that divine grace and his divine power. After all, as Jesus himself taught us, if our life is built on the rock, that is Christ Jesus, then we can withstand the storm, whatever that storm may be. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your grace and power freely available to those who put their trust in you. As we find ourselves in difficult and unprecedented times, help us to take any anxiety that we might be feeling and to cast it upon you. Help us to be alert to the ways in which the devil tries to use that anxiety to undermine our faith and peace and keep us focused on your promises and connected together with your body, the church. Lord, help us to stand firm on Jesus our rock and with the shield of faith to resist the fiery arrows of the enemy. And may the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory in Christ, restore us and make us strong, firm and steadfast for we ask it in Jesus' name and for the sake of his kingdom. Amen.